New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared just two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. This is Chuck D. And this is Shooter Dan. And it is July 4th, 2011. It is Independence Day. Happy Independence Day, folks out there. So what's on the agenda for today there, uh, Shooter Dan? I don't know, Mr. Giddy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We got quite a few things for the lineup today. Uh, For one is to make sure I... Stay focused and pointed at this mic. <laughs> now this is our second podcast, folks. So we're uh, we're still kind of winging it, but we're here, and uh, we got, I think we got a good program. Yeah, we're gonna talk yeah. about liberty since it's the topic of the day, being July Fourth and Independence Day and all that. Yes, um, and it's been a good one. Seems. Uh, was out today, and everybody was out having a great time. Everything seemed real free. But are we really free is the question. Yeah, and we, uh, what, 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 I think uh, you sent a question out to our, um, your followers on um, Twitter to last couple days. Yeah, I, I, twit- I Twittered it out and asked them what Independence Day meant to them, and... We had a couple people reply. Um, yeah, I'm bringing it up now. <laughs> Did I catch you off guard? Yeah, kind of. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. One of them was fro- uh, a guy who goes by the name of Frostily Bones. You can look him up. He twitters out some uh, pretty good stuff. Frostily Bones? Yeah. I wonder how you, what that's all about. I don't know. I wish <laughs> Maybe when he, if he listens to this podcast, maybe he'll uh, Twitter us and let us know. All right, Frosty Bones out there. Let us know what... He said Independence Day reminds me of the core ideals our nation was founded upon. Then thinking about uh, how things are here in modern times, he gets real, he becomes really angry, you know? Yeah, like the rest of us. I know, uh, yeah, I I can relate to him. I know I've been through that experience on more than one occasion. Uh, It's a... You just kind of get tired of this shit, folks. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, it seems like every time we turn around, there's a new regulation, a new law, a new this. It's like, when is the time going to come when we finally say, you know, government, you're a little too big for your britches, <laughs> you know? Yeah, government, you'll pick on somebody your own size. Right. And <laughs> that's yeah, what needs to happen. Let's take this little... Give them all an island, put them on it, and let them go mess with somebody else. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that's what he means by it reminds him of the core ideals that this country was founded upon, you know, which I think a lot of people have lost um, sight of the core 
ideals, you know, yeah. of liberty and freedom. I mean, I'm sure I'm, we're preaching to the choir when we start to talk about, you know, this country was founded upon a revolution, you know, trying to get a tyrannical government off our backs and none of that. Hey, you know, and sometimes I wonder, what's it, what's it going to take for the people to get really mad again? What's it going to take? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. I think it's going to, you know, as ignorant as America seems it sometimes. Um, i got to give them credit. E- each year I've noticed, uh, and each month it seems, so that more and more people are becoming aware of what's going on. Uh, I talk to more people out in public, it seems like, on a, uh, every, every month or so, you know, you're, you're meeting more people that are... Uh, whether they're giving you toots for your bumper sticker or, um, you know, it's kind of, but you, but you got to kind of be like, uh, it's kind of like you're in a secret group. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, it's so rare. It's kind of like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're, you're still, uh, underground. Yeah. It's a very minority thing. <clears throat> but it is cool when you run into those people that know without even talking to you. They're like, yeah. That they get it? Yeah. That they're woken up? Yeah. You know, they're not asleep. They're not one of them sleep, asleep zombies? Right. And, and more and more, I'm meeting more and more people every day. And I know you spend a lot of time <clears throat> on the on the web with, uh, you know, the podcast and all that stuff. And uh, so you see it even in a bigger scope than I do well <clears throat> I just know that 95% of the people that I come across have no idea they turn they always think that that whatever problems they're having whether you know financial or you know they turn to the government to look for aid you know when and I can't blame them you know because we give a lot of money to the government, <laughs> you know? And the government takes a lot of money from us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it's kind of a thing where you, you want to get your money's worth, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you can drink on air. <laughs> I, okay, but let's try not to slam the cup down. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather slam the cup down than that long-ass rant I just had a few minutes ago. <laughs> it was just the exclamation point to it. That's what it was. Oh. Okay. Who are we? Um, yeah, you, you, you're you getting to the uh, whole border situation we just talked about, uh, me and you, the other day. The border situation? Yeah, about um, the how delicate the line is and whether the border should remain open or stay closed and well, you know, all that, that entails. Hardcore, diehard libertarians believe that, that the borders should be open borders. And I, and I used to disagree with that. You know, like, no, they're going to ruin our country. But libertarians also say, well, we, they can't open the borders as it should be, because that's the way it should be, until mm-hmm. they eliminate the welfare state. You know? Right. And the IRS. Yeah, don't take the keep put keep more money in the people's hands, you know, let um and open the borders up. Yeah, the people are coming across the border for, you know, 
health care or jobs or whatever because they got it so stamps. much better in over here than they do have it in their country. But then it gets all blamed on you know they're coming across the border to get guns and take it back to across the border, like with Mexico. Uh, <laughs> God, that's like. You know, it's like so petty compared to what so many people are really coming across the border for. Yeah. You know, but uh, like I said, our borders have been open for uh, a long, long time, and we've never really had a major problem with it up until the last 10 years or so. Um, Yeah, probably since the 70s. Yeah. 70s was when the the real welfare state started kicking in real bad, you know. But it's been really an an issue within the last 10 years among everybody. Speaking of that, did you hear about the whistleblower? Mm-mm. The ATF agent? No. From Project Gunrunner? Let's hear it. He, uh, they sent him a termination notice, told him he's fired. Can you believe that? Do you know about Project Gunrunner? Oh, yeah. You know, where they were, uh, ATF was allowing guns to be purchased mm-hmm. along the border towns. Right. And the gun, to the gun owner, I mean, the gun store owners... Uh, objections saying allow these guns to be sold allow them we're, we're going to keep an eye we're going to track yeah. them we're going to we're going to take a look at it you know what I mean work with us and then of course when the first guns wound up at the scene of crimes where border agents got killed all of a sudden the gun banners are you know stand up we got to stop gun sales and this that and the other we're ruining Mexico and the whole time it was an, mm-hmm. AT, an ATI, ATF uh, black was it called a black flag operation? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the ATF agent who came out and whistleblowed the whole thing and was like, these, these gun store owners are right. Good for him. He, uh, next thing you know, they he's being terminated. You know? It's just ridiculous. He's Don't... being terminated for standing up for what was right, huh? Yeah. You know? Here... Damn, I should have increased the font on this piece of paper because I can't really see it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little dim in here, or uh, dark, but that's all right. There you go. Uh, his name was Cephalo. Cephalo? A- Agent Vince Cephalo. Agent Vince spoke, Cephalo. He says he's spoken out about the ATF so-called Project Gunrunner scandal. Uh, says he, he was served with termination papers just last week, and he calls the, the move politically motivated, of course. Uh, his dismissal follows a string of allegations that the ATF retaliates against whistleblowers. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can't say that they're actually spiteful, do you? Mm. Uh, when the Project Gunrunner scandal broke, Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa wrote to ATF that an agent who had been giving his staff members information about the scandal had been allegedly accused of misconduct by the agent's boss for talking to Senator Grassley's staffers. Just because his ATF agent was talking to the Senator's staffers about what was going on in the Project Gunrunner, all of a sudden he's accused of misconduct and sent his notice. Here's your, here's your pink slip, buddy. You're getting... He got ostracized from the club. <laughs> yeah, that's sad, though. I mean, that because that's just so fucked up for them to do shit like that. Yeah. You know... Go into the gun owner store, what, and ask for their help, and then you know what, then blame them for selling guns. When it's just uncouth, that's the word. 
Listen to this. <clears throat> Another ATF agent. Damn who, dirty politicians. Who, who requested to remain anonymous um, told Fox News that it's common knowledge in the agency that Cephalo outed an illegal wiretap quite some time ago, and he has been in the, in the agency's crosshair uh, since. My impression of him that he was probably, uh, he's probably ruffled a lot of feathers and delicate egos in his time. You know, he's a very direct and very honest man. Let, let, let's, let's read the, the part of that that really, really gets my attention more than anything. You ready? What's that? Uh, <clears throat> that he outed an illegal wiretap some time ago. So if you think out there for one second that the government ain't doing uh, illegal things. Patriot Act, folks. <clears throat> Patriot Act. You're crazy. He, he, they have unfettered access to do whatever it is that they wish to do sometimes, you know? And, of course, if it's unconstitutional, we'll take it up in a court of law to see if the constitutionality of it. It's like, yeah, come like on. Backwards. Yeah, it's backwards thinking. We'll break the Constitution. Uh, let, let them fight it out in court to find out the constitutionality of it all. By then, damage is done and people's lives are ruined, you know? Yeah, and a lot of time's wasted, a lot of money spent. And that's uh, a whole other subject. But yeah, that that's pretty good subject matter there. Another guy tweet Twitter uh, sent me a tweet, and if, if y'all should follow me, if anybody listens to this <clears throat> on Twitter, it's it's uh, Easy K Patriots, and that's how you can get in touch with me. Follow my Twitters. Um, Anyway, another guy, is, his name is Fill Your Hands, F-I-L-L-Y-E-R-H-A-N-D-S, Fill Your Hands. I'd like to know what that means, too, Fill, fill your, your Hands, hands. so why don't you go ahead and Twitter me and let me know. Oh, so we got Fill Your Hands. And Frostily Bones. And Frostily Bones. Back to Frostily Bones real quick. I wanted to uh, sum him up. Uh, I found something here, 1776. <coughs> These are... The Times That Try Men's Souls. It's by Thomas Paine. Right. And uh, I, I think that's what uh, we're all going through. You know, it's a, it, it can be a real trying time for people that actually give a damn. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, sometimes I wish I didn't know the things I know, you know. Um, but I do, and there's no way about it, around it, to, you know, to, to change the things that I know. So I don't know. I look at people sometimes and they live their lives in ignorant bliss, you know, and they're just happy, you know, they're probably eye deep in debt. I forget it. I don't want to be like them. (laughs) (laughs) No debt. No debt, folks. Been there, got a couple of those t-shirts. Trust me. You don't want one. Anyway, the other, fill your, fill your hands, he wrote, uh, Independence Day reminds me that there is an unbroken chain from the founders to us. We are caretakers of the legacy. Never forget. Which goes back to the, the problem with modern jurisprudence is that the Constitution is a living document. You know, is, no, it's not a living no. document. Document. It's. Oh, how, what do you mean, living document? Think about that, folks. A living document. Okay. That means uh, a different. It's got time. legs or something. No. Walking around. <laughs> no, they're referring to the fact that you can uh, 
interpreted differently for different times. Yeah. But it, there's no different. Yeah, there's no different interpretation of it. It is what it is. And if you don't like what it is, you can change it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like when they put in the amendment to the Constitution to free slaves, you know. Um, it wasn't it wasn't right, and they put it in the Constitution. It just didn't make a whole book of laws on the side and said, we're going to do this, this, and that. You know what I mean? Right. And they allow the courts to interpret from uh, these, these activist judges to interpret the law from the bench. So basically they're legislating. Yeah. They, they, they can take the, make it their own interpretation of whatever they want. It's, it's, it, it's ridiculous. Yep. And they're changing it all right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the whole object is they we're supposed to change it in a good way that makes it better. Um, not not changing it in a way that makes it unnecessary to even have it. That that they can't even change it in a better way. See, that's the it is what it is. If you want to change it, you have to add the amendments on and to actually have yeah, it changed. Yeah, yeah, you can't change it, but right. you can uh, amend certain elements of it. Because going back to liberty, the whole the whole thing was founded upon that idea that men are to be left alone and free to pursue happiness, you know, in whatever way, shape, or form that you know, that, as long as it don't hurt other people, you know, that was what the only laws that were designed for was to, so you couldn't use force upon another, you know, whether it's intimidation or a shovel upside the head, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Right. Um. To get your way, you know, you can't use force, and the government is nothing but force, you know. I'll I'll ask you, when was the last time you looked at a, you saw a police car on the street, you're going down the road and you see a cop, do you freeze Oh, God, yeah, because we're conditioned to like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's a, I should see a police officer, and I should, I should be happy he's there. Mm Mm-hmm. Not... Heart start beating if I've done something wrong. Are they going to pull me over? Are they going to try to search me? That's Are they gonna... the question. How often do you see a police car and you think that? You're exactly. happy to see it there, no? Never happy yeah. to see one. Yeah, and there are good police officers out there. Don't get me wrong. They are. And you'll hear us refer to police in negative kind of, uh, ways, but that that's just, uh, what you call it? Frustration? Jaded, yeah. Yeah. You know... But there, we know there we know there are good police and there are bad police and it's a moral thing and uh, but it it's all on the way they're conditioned and what they see the big per, bigger perspective of America and where it's going you know they 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 are uh, programmed to think that they are entitled. empowered and entitled to right. uh, do whatever the hell they want to do right. to you right and walk you know whether it's walk all over you or help you across the street you know right because you know <clears throat> hey. If if uh, I wanna walk all over you, <laughs> I got that song stuck in my head now. Ah. Oh Lord, we can cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when a cop says, "You know, do you mind if I search your vehicle?" You know, yes, sir, I do mind if you search my vehicle. Well, if you ain't got nothing to hide, you know, you don't have nothing to worry about. It's the well, true, but I don't got nothing to worry about anyway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't know your rights, folks, you don't have any. That's it. <clears throat> so, and it seems, if people thinks it's, thinks it seems disrespectful to tell a police officer, no, you cannot search my vehicle, you know, but 
when do you, you know, have to draw that line in the sand to go, no, no, it's just the principle of it. I ain't done nothing. You know, you stopped me because I had a taillight out. Give me the ticket. I'll be on my way. You know, they always dig, dig, dig more, 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 more. Mm-hmm. And once again, we'll mention uh, Michael Badnerick's Good to be King. Check it out. It kind of gives you an idea on even on the uh, topic of what you can get away with and what you can't as far as uh, if you are stopped by a police officer. I know we mentioned that in our first episode. I wanted to mention it again just because it came to my mind when uh, D read that or <clears throat> talked about that. <clears throat> so, yeah. So the, the, you have your <clears throat> zombie cops, and then you got your real cops. Yeah, you have your real police officers. And believe it or not, I I think there are more zombie cops out there than the good ones now. You know. Well, there's a certain level of uh, militarism, a militarization of the police departments that's going on, where they feel like they are, um, you know, a pseudo police, uh, a pseudo military force. You know, like. They, they all dress in the tactical gear, and they're meant to gain compliance from you, voluntary or not, you know? And it's, it, it, <clears throat> hey, man, if I'm having a problem and a cop shows up, I want a regular uniform cop to show up that's trying to do his civic duty and, and, and work for the community, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't understand a lot of this. But anyway... Yeah, we're 20 minutes in already. All right. (laughs) You got anything else about Liberty Man or our lack of it? Or, you know. No, that's what it is. That's all it is. Uh, Liberty. Love. Liberty. There is only liberty in the lack of. Yeah. Hey, um. Like the old saying, there is uh, only love in the lack of. Yeah. Uh oh, D's calling for our uh, new um, segment of our second podcast here that we're going to introduce, where we will uh, read some uh, zombie horror stories for you uh, going on out there. (laughs) And these uh, should be real zombie stories. Uh, Come on, give me the siren a little bit longer. Okay. Give me the give me the the, the siren rolling. Oh, I closed it out. <laughs> what? Okay, ah. never, never mind. <laughs> All right, go ahead. We'll have a soundboard set up, but maybe sooner or later, folks, we'll have a... We'll have know, it down. This is our second one. We're trying to improve. I know we've been ranting, um, but uh, we want to have fun with this for y'all out there, too, and be entertaining because and entertaining. It, because it is <clears throat> Independence Day. It's Independence Day. July 4th. All right. Here we go with the Zama Horror Stories, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here's one out of Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Rocco. Though Rocco's legs were amputated due to a medical condition, he is far from helpless. He's not someone to mess with, said... His daughter, Nico, he's pretty tough. He does everything on his own. Rocco also understands that sometimes evil zombies, the physic- evil zombies perceive the physically challenged as easy prey. 
One such zombie attempted to break into Bomer's apartment while his son, daughter, and several of their friends were watch- watching television. The zombie crawled halfway <clears throat> inside the window. Bombard drew his handgun from his wheelchair and fired a shot killing the zombie. He killed the zombie. He killed the zombie. <laughs> Good. Doesn't sound, say whether it was a double tap or not, or a headshot, but he did kill the zombie. <laughs> That's good. That was uh, um, just this year in Pittsburgh. On another one, uh, out of um, Lansing, Michigan, a couple in their 60s were awakened by loud, repeated banging on their apartment door. They went downstairs, and the husband opened the door. An intoxicated 28-year-old zombie pushed them aside and entered the home. The zombie shoved the husband and repeatedly claimed to claim to live in the apartment. There we go. We got a zombie that's saying that's his lair. <laughs> <laughs> a, a drunk zombie saying that's his lair. That that's ridiculous. Shit? All right, so zombie comes to your door, and he's claiming he lives there. Couple, uh, the contrary. Uh, the couple tried to push the zombie back out the door, but he, but it punched the man in the groin and shoved the woman. Oh, he was a strong zombie. Yeah, you uh, falcon punch. <laughs> <laughs> falcon punch. <laughs> That's what that was. Punched in the groin. That's when the husband informed the zombie he had a gun. Like the zombie's gonna listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> and would shoot him, and if he. Shoot him if he didn't leave. However, the zombie remained relentless in his assault. They are tenacious little creatures. They can keep coming, those really stupid ones. And they are mostly all stupid. The husband fired a shot, killing it dead. Doesn't say whether it was a double tap. Well, I gotta that t- was out of Lansing, <clears throat> Michigan. I got to tell you, I'm not necessarily sad for the zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and those were true stories, but the... Uh, the names and creatures are the same. Here's another one. Oh, it was less than a year ago that Chicago's government was forced to repeal many of its rights infringing laws, and an outside resident recently joined a growing list of armed citizens owing their lives to the Supreme Court's ruling. Hearing glass breaking in her basement, a 45-year-old got her handgun and confronted two zombies already inside their home. I was scared for my life, she explained. I've never been so scared before in my entire life. One of the zombies wielded a tire iron. The woman opened fire on it, and it fell and died. Its accomplice fled. I guess the other zombie fled. And the woman went on to say she thanked God she's still there. Um, That was out of Chicago at the early part of this year. Dang. And uh, one more, and we'll be done with this uh, new segment, Zombies Attack. That's what, that's that's the name of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> when 70 year man, he's an old woman, man. Huh? This is like the second old lady, boy. I saw one I would not tw- want to piss off an old lady no. in her house well, with I a mean, gun. They're the ones that need it more. Uh, yeah. And need right. it the most. Yep. You're right. But... Dang, I, you know, I've seen them old people drive. <laughs> uh, and that's another topic. 
When 70-year-old Watson Green discovered a zombie attempting to break into his home late one evening, he immediately called 911 and got his handgun. Green advised 911 operator that he was armed. The operator told him to put the gun away and wait for police. Yeah, that's the thing to do. Because when seconds count. It's like, oh my God, we got a 70-year-old man that's saying he is armed. When second counts, the... Cops are only minutes away. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Green uh, chose to do otherwise, and good for him. In fear of his life, Green fired a single shot, killing the zombie. Two weeks prior to his death, the same zombie was arrested for burglary in a separate incident. Uh, he goes on to say, we've had a lot of break-ins in Hobbs lately. Um, police officer Mike Stone, the resident's... Uh, of the home were probably scared. So uh, the police kind of backed it up there. In a lot of cases, you got uh, prosecuting attorneys uh, and uh, DAs that'll just come after your ass. They don't give a crap whether, uh, you know, and in some cases, you know, people are cool about it, but then there there are times that I've heard where, you know, they'll, they'll, they think they can win a case yeah, they don't care about you or what condition your family or uh, if your family was in harm's way or no, you know. The, that's a story like one of the very first gun training classes that I ever attended. The, the the trainer told me that story about two men, and or two separate instances, only a few miles apart. Where one one I'll, I'll break it down real fast. In one incident, the it was a. Uh, it was like a hardware store or something, and the and the family lived above the above the hardware store, and uh, the father lived with them, and he went downstairs to you know, to do something, and all of a sudden the guy hears a gunshot go off from downstairs, and he <clears> runs <throat> down there, and uh, a zombie had his grand or his his father on the ground, had already fired one shot at him, um, he opens up on him and kills the guy. As I think it, huh? anybody, anybody would have done. And then, and then the second incident was where <clears throat> the guy, uh, guy and his family come home and find his place being in the middle of a robbery. And uh, people uh, open fire on him. <clears throat> so he fires back. Um, and, you know, uh, and he didn't even kill anybody. Uh, didn't even hit anybody, as a matter of fact. But um, the, he got charged with uh, attempted murder. And the re and the, but they only lived like a few miles apart, but they were in different counties, and and in the one county where the guy got charged um, for just defending himself, he was being shot at. You know, uh, it was the attorney general of that county, the prosecuting attorneys, who said that they don't want that kind of vigilantism in their county, and they were going to make an example out of him, and and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so you really need to know. You know whether you live in a a, a gun friendly local area or are they against guns? Because both of those incidences were You're justifiable. Right. Yeah. You know they were, and for the guy to get charged, yeah. are you the the robbers opened fire on him and his family. You tell me he can't ain't allowed to defend himself, right? And for any, you know, and he's scared, and people are gonna. Yeah, I can see people easily emptying the gun on somebody. You know. They're 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 scared for themselves and their family, but these prosecutors, depending on what county, state, you know, um, 
country you live in depends on uh, how things are going to turn out for you, even though it, you might be in total right, you know? Yep. Yeah, so people, if you think you're free, you know, you might might want to reevaluate the definition of your of your term freedom, you know? Um, <clears throat> it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. That incident was, and for that guy to get charged, and you, you just got to know where you live and get active in, in your local political scene and make sure these anti-gun people, these anti, these big government type people who think that, you know, they can manage their lives through proper regulations, you know, what is that all about? <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand it, you know, like, just, they just need to get out of our business and, yeah. and get out of our lives. Well, another type of zombie that... This needs to go away. I noticed a post on Twitter. Um, one of the people I follow uh-huh. um, talked about there are no uh, honest politicians. It wasn't in the kind of words he used, but uh, basically said that uh, all politicians are dirty and we need to get rid of all of them and start from scratch. And uh, here's my plug for Ron Paul. <laughs> Go for, ahead. For all y'all people that didn't like the Ron Paul intro, but <laughs> we thought it was great. <clears throat> uh, and they are. They are... Um and I really think that a lot of those politicians up there have the right. Uh, they have, a lot of them have the. They just want to make places better and, and make the country better, and they think that they want to be. They just want their hands in it somehow or another. Instead of like leaving things alone, they want to make their mark. You know what I'm saying? They they think they know better. They think they're smarter. But I think honestly, it's coming from a place from their heart where they think they're doing something good. Yeah, I think they really do think they're doing something good. They're just programmed, but now some of them are just sold dirt bags. Oh, and they yeah. know they're dirt bags, and everybody knows they're dirt bags. They don't care. Yeah, like uh, but, uh, Anthony Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> nice, another nice plug. <laughs> Not so nice plug. That's all right, Weiner. Yeah, we know you're out there, Weiner. <laughs> he was like saying Weiner. <laughs> All right, that was a good one. I want to talk about liberty some more since this is our Independence Day. Second podcast. On Independence Day, which, you know, actually out of all the holidays, it's probably always been one of my favorites. You know, it's like everybody's going out having a good time and it's all fun in the sun. Too bad I got to work tonight. But, (laughs) you know, so I I had to not go out and have fun in the sun today. Like everybody else, but there's fireworks and cotton candy and hot dogs, and you know it's a good time to to reflect upon exactly where the country's going every year. You know, but just keep this in my mind, folks. What what fun you're having out there right now? Eating the hot dogs and hamburgers, and you know, watching the fireworks go off. You want to keep that. You want to be continue to do that every year. You want your kids to be able to do that every year. You want your grandkids to be able to do that every year. Yeah, I think F- they're going. Folks, I, uh, I think they're going to outlaw hot dogs. If you <laughs> <laughs> not Oscar Mayer, <laughs> no. It, the the one company that can make them is the one that pays Washington the most money. 
in order to keep their products on the shelf. I think wiener's in control of that. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a new wiener czar. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're saying wiener. Yeah, that is right. funny. But anyway, we're back to uh, Ron Paul. He is not... That, that was what the post was. He called all politicians cowards. Okay. That was what it was. And uh, I usually don't tweet uh, much at all, but I did tweet back to him and let him know that no, Ron Paul was not a coward. Um, I'm not too fond of all the politicians in... You know, but uh, I know for a fact that Ron Paul is not a coward and his voting record stands behind him and proves that he is not a coward because he's went against his whole entire party on bills. <laughs> Numerous and, and times. he is one that actually reads the bills. And he has been the lone <laughs> dissenting vote, like record yeah. amount of times. Yeah. It's just all ridiculous. Republicans vote on, you know, all his, all his buddies up there in Washington will vote totally the opposite way, but he, he will be the only one to vote. If he believes in it, you know. And the one thing that I like about him is his idea that there is too much power um, being uh, consolidated within the executive branch or under the presidency, you know. Uh, And it's one of them things where you don't, it happens so slowly that most people don't realize what's actually going on in the world. But the president right now is just like one half step away from really becoming a dictator. You know, he has he has extreme powers, and, and our founders were never intended for the executive to have as much authority as it does. It, 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 the whole Department of Homeland Security falls under the executive branch. Think, yeah, think yeah. about that for a minute. What? There's no congressional oversight, or they, they might make a congressional committee to look into things, but they don't have actual uh, say-so over anything. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a scary, scary thought. And I, the reason I brought it up because you brought Ron Paul. The whole article written here called Enabling a Future American Dictator by Ron Paul. And he talks right. about this very, very thing. It was it was posted on... This is a new book? No, no, no. This is just an article he posted in lourockwell.com uh, you know, published it for him. Uh, it came out May 31st of this year. It's a pretty interesting article, and if somebody, I would suggest everybody go to Lou Rockwell. He uh, he has some of the best articles out there on the web right now from some of the leading libertarians. It's a it's an amazing thing. I mean, the the idea that a president can just send our troops to war without congressional approval. So they gave him the War Powers Act, which allows him for 60 days. You know, in case, you know, because it's, it's hard to convene Congress and get the okay to, you know, when you need to move right. militarily. Yeah, okay? in an emergency situation, right. I can see how that would be necessary. But now he, we sent him into Libya, and the 60 day passed. 60 days is up and passed. The media barely noticed. Nobody's saying nothing. Nobody's talking about this issue except the one man who isn't a coward, Ron Ball, which he's probably going to get ostracized for it and, like, leave him alone. You know, there's really no difference between a, between Obama and Bush and Clinton and, and first Bush. It's a consol- – and, and the problem, the idea he has is as each of these powers is consolidated in the executive branch over the course of time, even if the guy we got in there now, Obama, is a pretty decent dude and he ain't going to – 
like take advantage of the of the of the dude. The, yeah, he's a pretty decent dude, and, you know, and he ain't gonna take advantage of the powers that he has because he's a he's a decent guy. What about the next president or the one after that? And they have this uh, that are all cookie cutter. Yeah, uh, yeah but but what know, happens that's when you a whole different story in itself, though. But what happens when you have that one president that comes in there? You know, maybe three three presidents from now, and he has all this power, and he just says, "Look." I'm in charge now. Yeah, (laughs) you know, uh, you will do as I say. God, how did my tinfoil hat get put on my head? (laughs) (laughs) But if you look at how um, our liberties are being eroded by things like the Patriot Act, uh, uh, what was that other act? Oh, I forget the name of it. Dang, I used to get recite these off the top of my head, but I've kind of had to put the. The tinfoil hat into the into the closet for a bit, because man, I'm telling you right now, when you start looking at that stuff and you start going, they can do what? Uh-huh. Really? You know? They can, yeah. It starts, you know, you and it makes you mad. It makes you mad. It makes you laugh. Furious and and everything, you know. But what it's do so you do? So fucking ridiculous. That's what it is. It's like these. This is some smart fucking zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and they've had a long time. These zombies have been planning this shit for a long time. Right. You know, a long time to plan. And we've only had a short time to retaliate, you know, or to start defending ourselves or to at least be aware of there that there was even something going on. Yeah, there was a lot of people uh, for a long time, like G. Edward Griffin, who put out that video we watched the other day, The Monopoly Men. You know, he knew about stuff in the 60s, 70s, 80s. But, you know, it was kind of like they were a fringe or underground. You know, there ain't no possibility that all this could be really happening. And next thing you know, you know, it, it starts to come to light a little bit here. You know, it starts to come to light a little bit there. And then, of course, Glenn Beck hits the airways talking some of the stuff. And then more people become aware. You know, and I really do believe that it was probably the 2007, 2008 uh, around that time that the majority of people started shifting towards that way, you know, right. toward, to realizing that the international bankers are in charge and the, and the, and there's no difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. They all, they, they both have ideas on how to run a big government, you know? Yeah. And big government isn't the answer, whether you're left or right. And there's no such thing. It's either big government or little government. You're either for liberty or you're a zombie. And there ain't no other way to go about it. I agree totally. And that's why we're called the uh, Liberty or Freedom Podcast. Freedom? Oh, messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) Liberty or Zombies Podcast. Let me tell you, folks. I will admit, right now, for all future references from my D over there as he kicks me under the table, I have a one-track mind. <laughs> Sometimes I get off uh, he, he dipped his brain into, the, into his Android there why, for a second, why, and he, he, just completely, he just left me hanging like a monkey on a branch. <laughs> So the next podcast, there won't be no androids allowed in the room. Yeah, the, the, these things come in handy, man. Yeah. You got a laptop over there next to you. And the screen is off. I can't even see a screen. 
It's driving me crazy not to be able to see a screen. Oh, Lord. Shit, I was going to play us in the break. <laughs> oh, here we are on the 4th of July again. Happy Independence Day. Freedom fighters out there. Info warriors. Patriots alike. Happy Independence Day, July 4th. This is our second podcast. <laughs> Giddy over there is uh, giving me the Google eyes. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't keep this tobacco on. <laughs> All right, what's next, D? Oh, I don't know. We kind of got serious here, so we had to uh, hey, loosen up a little bit again. Well, here, here's something funny that I, that I heard. You hear about um, twelve counties in um, California are trying to, to to create a new state and succeed from the state of California. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is they it wanna, like half of California, or is yeah, it like a uh, mix? Yeah, it's that about the whole kinda, southern half of California. Hard if they were all, you know, it's in twelve counties. The twelve southern. <clears throat> The 12 southern counties of California said that they want to succeed from the state of California and create their own state called South California, like North Dakota, South Dakota. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are the odds of that happening? It's never happened in my lifetime. Well, the people of North California ought to be really happy about it. Yes, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> no? <laughs> Get rid of it. Yeah, they said. Yeah, I can see that because Oregon's a cool freaking state. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying California's a bad state. I'm just saying, you know, for the most part, they seem to be the test tube of uh, dirty politics and and uh, and big government. Big government. Yeah, they, they kind of te- use use California to kind of test things out on a small scale here in America. Yeah, especially Southern Cal, where they use it as a test, like a laboratory. As a, to test uh, some of their, and they're going broke. They can't afford all the things that they're doing, and I don't know what what this South California state would, uh, how it would be better. It'd just be just a bunch of more broke in debt. I don't know, or unless unless this North California who stays a state, they assume all the debt, so then they they start fresh. Oh, I see. You got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. This came from uh, CBS News in Los Angeles. I don't. I want to uh, read a little bit more about it before I talk more about it. But it just <clears throat> when there is states talking about seceding from the union, like Texas was not too long ago, uh, and states talking about dividing themselves up, and there was a city um, can't remember off the top of my head that started to go bankrupt and had to had to receive uh, federal funds in order to prop it up. You know, this is the the first little lapse of the shore before the tsunami hits. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it, that we even come to a place where a state can start talking about let's divide the state up. <laughs> you know, we can give up all that debt. You know. Yeah, that's where, uh, like. Things get, can get real ugly, too, real fast. Real quick, like, <clears throat> you know. Oh. We're at uh, 47 minutes, D. 
second podcast, and uh, we had some ranting material. But, yeah, uh, our next podcast. Good. I think I think our next one we should we should start more focusing on uh on the next one. Let's let's go into some gun talk. Okay, because we ain't talked about guns. I know. We got the Springfield sitting there. I've been looking at it the whole program. Yeah. But, uh, it's July fourth, so we wanted to talk a little bit about freedom, and um, I'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about. Um, I wish more people would have uh, submitted uh, some stuff so we could ha- get listeners. You know, um, participate. Hey, here's a shout out to uh, our local, our um, couple people. I'm sure you're very familiar with. Also, uh, the Love Docs. Okay. You know, they have a, a very listener-friendly format on their show uh-huh. that gets a lot of content. You know, they feed back off their audience. Well, they take live, and I, live and phone hoping, calls. And I'm hoping that uh, those listening now and will, you know, stick with us and let their friends know um, that uh, we're still really new at this, but we want to have a lot of fun and we want to bring facts to the table and, for discussion, you know, yeah. uh, be serious, at, you know, and be able to entertain everybody out there listening to us. And we really appreciate those that are listening. Yep, we <clears> surely <throat> do. Um, I tell you what, don't do it. <laughs> oh no! Here comes Mister Giddy's back. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, let's give out our let's get out give out our email address for the show, and it is L O Z podcast. It's Liberty or Zombie L O Z podcast at gmail dot com. And y'all, you know, email us if you have any comments or questions, or you want us to, you know, one more time. What was that? L O Z podcast at gmail dot com. It's on the website too, Liberty or Zombie dot com. You can go there and get the email. And uh, and let us know how you think. Go there and sign up on our site, and you'll get updates, yeah. automatic updates as well. When um, whenever we post something new, you can you know you'll get a little email about it. And we ain't gonna abuse it and send you send you fifteen things a day. No, <laughs> uh, so just like the podcast is coming along, the website's coming along uh, slowly, kind of right along with it. Yeah. Um, D's got a couple articles already up on the site. Yep. And uh, they, they're really good articles. Check those out. Um. What do you say? Close it down for today. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Happy July Fourth, y'all. Happy Independence Day. Enjoy your fireworks. Don't get too drunk. Don't drink and drive. By no, please, please don't do that. All right. Until next one. Uh, we'll see y'all later. <laughs>